episode 103, How to Start a Gratitude Practice. Welcome to Gratitude Geek, a relationship marketing podcast. I'm your host, Candice Rodarty, and this week we're doing part two of the science of gratitude. This is the lunch and learn that I taught on December, uh, in December of 2021. Don't ask me dates. Don't ask me dates. So I taught this in December of 2021. Doesn't matter when you're listening to it, you can be listening to it in 2025, 2030. What I'm teaching in this lunch and learn are eight practices that will get you into an attitude of gratitude. And just like everything, you do need to practice gratitude. Doctors practice medicine. Attorneys practice law. Athletes practice the sport that they play. You need to practice. Gratitude has so many benefits that were, that were covered in part one of the science of gratitude, which was in November of 2021. Gratitude has so many neuroscience benefits. People who are grateful are happier and all sorts of things. They're more optimistic. Gratitude is good. And now a moment of gratitude. This week's moment of gratitude goes out to my friend, Brian Hilliard, co-author of Networking Like a Pro, turning contacts into connections. Brian is awesome and gracious. And I am so excited to share that on January 5th, 2022, he is going to be teaching a lunch and learn just for our Gratitude Geek audience. It's called How to Get Out of Your Own Way and Unlock the Mindset of Success. Again, it's on January 5th at noon Eastern. You can register at momgeek.com forward slash lunch. So have you ever wondered why some entrepreneurs are more successful than others? How some people can have a growing business with a waiting list of potential clients while others have the exact same skill set, work ethic, and training and seem to struggle? I have. And as the author of seven books, including the best-selling Networking Like a Pro and How to Overachieve Without Overcommitting, Brian Hilliard found it turns out the answer has to do with mindset. In other words, success in business is less about learning something new that works and more about unlearning something old that doesn't. And in a lot of cases, that's a conversation around mindset. This is why you see a lot of people running into challenges. You see people reading books, listening to podcasts, taking notes, but they're still not getting the level of success they want. And the reason is that they're, they're doing all those things. They're also inadvertently engaging in a series of activities that are holding them back from the very level of, of success they want to reach. Brian calls that having your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. And again, that's a conversation around mindset. Over the past 17 years as a coach, Brian has watched, listened, and taken notes. In his upcoming 45-minute Lunch and Learn, Brian will share what you can do and stop doing to accelerate your results and reach your goals faster in 2022. Again, that's on January 5th, 2022 at noon Eastern. Register at momgeek.com forward slash lunch. Thanks, Brian. And that's your moment of gratitude. Today is December 1st, 2021, and this is Finding Your Micro-Influencer Magic Lunch and Learn. Today's topic is the science of gratitude. It's actually part two. Part one was in November of 2021. You can find the link to that in the notes below if you're watching the replay. You don't really need to see part one to get what we're doing in part two, but we're going to have a great time. Okay, so before we get started, I have a story I have to share. Actually, I have two stories I have to share. One is on the, uh, the, the topic of gratitude. I recently read that 
the fifth most expensive liquid in the world is Chanel number no. five. Hold on, I'll tell you how much it is. It comes in at a whopping, it comes in at a whopping $26,000 per gallon. It's more expensive than insulin, but less expensive than horseshoe crab blood. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but in along the, you know, the, the, the theme of gratitude is that I have had this bottle of Chanel number no. five in my closet for years. It smells delicious. I love Chanel number no. five. I don't know why I never wear it, but I'm going to wear it. I'm just going to wear it every day. I'm going to squirt myself because why not? Why not? Why should I let something that I love sit there and go, you know, especially now that I know it's $26,000 a gallon. Why should I let it go to waste? Why not enjoy it? Shanamify always reminds me of my mom because that's the perfume my mom wore. So, and what's really a even more hilarious story, a friend of mine gave me this purse. I, it's cute. It's like a 1960s clutch purse. It's got a little old, you know, snap. And every time, every time you open it, it smells like Chanel number no. five. Ooh. Isn't that fun? Yeah. So the person who owned this purse before wore Chanel number no. five. And I'm talking, this is a 60s clutch. I mean, this purse is vintage. So I use this purse every day. My daughter doesn't like it, but I love this purse because it fits in a handbag. Um, so Chanel number no. five. Okay. My other story. So uh, so there are that based on last, you know, the, the gratitude that I wanted to act, add the practice of gratitude. I decided to start wearing the Chanel number no. five every day. And the other thing is my Aunt Rita, who's down there in the corner. Say hi, Rita. Hi. <laughs> my Aunt Rita sent me a video yesterday. It's Dr. Angie Huberman. And it's called the Science of Gratitude, which is what this is called. <laughs> and uh, he outlines his uh, based on peer-reviewed neurochemistry studies, he outlines what he believes is the best gratitude practice that you can perform. So based on that video, even though this class was already created and designed and, and ready to go, I have altered the class to add his information. So, all right, let's get, let's get introductions going. So introductions look like this. This is USP style. It's your unique selling proposition. It's a nice short one sentence way to introduce yourself. You start off by saying, hi, my name is Candace. I live in Muskegon, Michigan. I help micropreneurs. So a micropreneur is the type of person I help find their micro influencer magic. That's what I do. So they attract the right buyers to their products and services. So Ellen, who are you and what do you do? I am Ellen Loveless and I live in Southern California. I help businesses retain and gain, um, what are those people called? Clients and customers so that they can uh, stay in business, make more money, and also be a big influence in the community. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Rita, what do you do? Who are you and what do you do? Where are you, what, who are you? Where do you live and what do you do? Uh, Rita Cummings. I'm in Galveston and I'm retired. And I'm working uh, with Climate Change Project. Look at that. Future. So, so that we have a, we have a, so we have a brighter future. Yeah, so we have a, for, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right, excellent. And Rashid. Hello, my name is Rashid Huda, and I am currently in Houston, Texas. And I work with organizations who want to retain their best people 
to improve their performance, productivity, and profits. Ooh. You work with who? Organizations. Organizations. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute everybody. So today's topic is the science of gratitude. We're gonna cover the cycle of optimism, the benefits of gratitude, and how to cultivate a gratitude practice. And I expect to offer you so much value today that you're going to want to order your free copy of my brand new five-day gratitude journal, Hot Off the Presses. And you'll learn how to do that later. All right. So this is what we've learned so far. When you learn something new, adapt to it, right? I got new information and I added it to to the course. I got new information and I decided to wear my Chanel number five. So when you have new data, do something with it. Even if it's contrary to what you believe, the information that Rita shared with me is kind of contrary to what I was going to teach you, but I've decided to take it in and bring and bring it in and wrap it into the into today's class. I taught you your unique how to how to explain what you do with your unique selling proposition, and I taught you how important it is to set expectations up front. If you want your husband to bring you flowers, set that expectation. I want my husband to bring me flowers. All right. Um, so here we go. We're just getting started. Are you ready to learn more? Yes. All right. So once you implement the gratitude practice that, practices that we're going to cover today, you'll start to feel um, uh, overflowing gratefulness and joy every single day. And there are seven practices plus the bonus practice from Dr. Uh, Hubert. Huber. Hubert. Huber. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I got it at the end. So ready? Let's go. So this is this this is the cycle of gratefulness. When we're grateful, we feel happy. So we're more grateful. So we feel even happier. So gratefulness is like a, it's like a vitamin. It's a happiness happiness vitamin you can take every day if you want to be happier. Practice gratitude every day, and I'm going to lay out how to do that. Um, I'm going to lay out how to do that throughout this lunch and learn. So here's the science. So there's one study that shows that keeping a weekly gratitude journal, the participants had a 5% increase in optimism. And in another study, if they did a daily gratitude journal, it was a 15% increase in optimism. So once a week, 5% more optimistic every day, 15% more optimistic. So if you're feeling down in the dumps and your life sucks, Every day, if you kept a, keep a gratitude journal and you just write down what you're grateful for, you're going to start to feel more optimistic. So optimism, optimism is significantly correlated with gratitude and increasing your levels of gratitude leads to an increase in overall levels of optimism. But that's not all. There are much, many more benefits of gratitude. You're more emotionally resilient. You feel better on a consistent basis, even in terms of your health. You deal with fewer toxic emotions. And none of us want toxic emotions, especially when we're all cooped up in our houses, because there's a new Omicron variant, right? (laughs) You're more relaxed. So you can deal with the Omicron variant because you're more relaxed, right? You become more optimistic. You're less focused on material things. You're more spiritually connected. You're less self-centered and you have more self-esteem. All benefits of being being, being a grateful person. All right, bottom line, your level of gratefulness has a direct and major impact on your overall personality. So if you want to have a positive, attractive personality, 
you should focus on being grateful. Nobody wants to be around a fuddy-duddy grumpy pants, right? All right, so gratitude has the power to completely change your life because it can strengthen your health. It can enhance your personality. It can deepen your relationships. It can increase your overall levels of happiness and so much more, much, much more. But we don't have time to dig into that today because we covered it last month. Again, the link to the last month will be at the end of the at the end of the notes. So, how do we cultivate this gratitude? Because it can be a game changer. How do we cultivate it? Well, the first thing that you should do is you should talk about gratefulness. So, if you don't talk about it, you're not going to cultivate it because the more you talk about something, it's like the law of attraction. The more you think about something, the more you talk about something, the more you receive of that thing, right? So there are proven practices that will lead to a more grateful life. The first one we talked about already is the gratitude journal. So here's how the gratitude journal works. Keep a gra- you, um, you regularly write down the things that you're grateful for and you keep yourself in a highly grateful state. You write down at least one thing. Some people say three things that you're grateful for every day. And you can do this first thing in the morning, you can do it right before you go to bed, or you can do it any time of the day. It doesn't matter when you do it. All that matters is that you do it. You don't even have to do it at the same time every day. I find that this practice works best for me before I go to bed because it puts me in the frame of mind of being at peace. And then I can sleep better. Um, so when you're writing in your journal, Avoid overcomplicating things. Write down anything and everything that you're grateful for, even if it's your morning cup of coffee. I don't know about you guys, but I go to bed thinking about coffee. Like I'm really looking forward to waking up and having my first cup of coffee the next day. <laughs> okay. Holding your daughter's hand, uh, your coworker who makes you laugh, your brand new car, your old car, your car that barely runs, but gets you where you need to go a beautiful sunrise, a wonderful house, a friendly, welcoming neighbor, the smell of fresh cut grass, um, the smell. I will forever, because I had such a wonderful trip to, to um, Nantucket Island a few, you know, two months ago, I will forever hold that smell of Nantucket in my memory and it will always evoke feelings of peace and gratitude, right? So there is a million things you can be grateful for and smell is a good one. The goal with your gratitude journal is to develop the habit of constantly noticing things that you can be grateful for. So if you notice the good things that come regularly into your life, even those things that seem relatively small and insignificant, insignificant, um, you will get more of those things. So if you don't want to write in, if you, if, if it's like, this is just too much, just remember it, keep it simple, make it a list today. I'm grateful for my coffee cup. Today, I'm grateful for my neighbor, my, my neighbor finally mowing his grass. You know, just keep it really simple, right? Keep it really simple. And saying the word finally probably isn't. That's too snarky. Don't say finally. <laughs> you know? And so the more you're in the habit of being grateful, the easier it will be to constantly be grateful. All right, practice number two are gratitude affirmations. So reciting gratitude affirmations. I'm, I'm going to share at the, when I'm done with this section about my favorite way to phrase an affirmation. So gratitude affirmations help you live in gratefulness and they can help you develop gratitude for both the good things that you've already received and the good things still to come. 
For example, you might say something like, I'm so grateful for all the good things I've received this week. I'm so grateful for all the blessings I've received this week. I'm grateful for my new job. I'm grateful for my friendships. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for the delicious meal I ate last night. I'm grateful for the good night's sleep. I'm, I'm grateful for this wonderful cup of coffee I'm drinking. So the difference between this and your gratitude journal is, your gratitude journal is you're writing them down. Your gratitude affirmations are just things you can do throughout the day when you come across something you're grateful for. Holy moly, am I grateful for this big old cup of coffee, right? I am grateful for it. So it's just throughout the day, talking, you know, telling yourself the things that you're grateful for. So these affirmations help you take notice of and be grateful for what you've already received. They help you count your blessings so that you're not ungrateful or discontent. In addition to affirmations for for, uh, good things that you've already received, consider doing affirmations for good things you're going to receive. receive. So by being grateful in advance, you allow yourself to receive things with open hands and you maintain, maintain a high state of gratitude. And remember, if you're not open to receive, you will not open. You cannot receive with clenched hands. You have to be open. So be thankful and be open. Be thankful and be open. Um, Also being grateful in advance attracts more good things into your life, which gives you more to be grateful for. The more you are grateful, the more you have to be grateful for. A sample of a future gratitude affirmation is, I am grateful for the many good things that are coming my way today, tomorrow, and every other day in the future. I receive them with open hands. I'm grateful for the physical and spiritual blessings. I'm grateful for the friendships I'll enjoy and the food I'll eat. I'm grateful for the money I'll receive and the way that I'll be able to use it to achieve much good. I'm grateful for all the good things that are in store for me. Gratefulness, both for things that you have already received and things that you will receive, puts you in a constant state of gratefulness. So here's my pro tip. Phrase your, um, your affirmations in the form of a question because it supercharges their effectiveness. Your brain starts, this is like one of those neuro neurochemistry uh, things. So when, you're, when you ask your brain a question, your brain goes to work to make it happen. You, you know, rather than saying, I am, say, why am I? So uh, that, that last affirmation can be, twi- can be changed to, why am I constantly receiving so many good things today, tomorrow, and every day? Why am I constantly receiving so many good things today, tomorrow, and every day? And that will get your brain to start working to say, oh, the reason why I receive all these good things is because I do blank, blank, blank. And then it puts you into action so that you, so that you actually do the things that are going to attract the goodness. Do we have questions about affirmations? No, but that's really funny because I was just sitting here thinking, what was the thing that Candace taught us a while ago about not saying I am, but doing something else. And then you come up with that. Good job. Thank you. So that's Noah St. John. He wrote uh, the book of affirmations. I highly recommend it. It will really make you think because affirmations are fabulous, but affirmations take them to the next level. So a lot of times people think that when they're doing affirmations, that they're lying. I am fit and trim and wear, you know, wear a size six is a lie, right? It's a lie. I'm not fit and trim and wear a size six. It's a lie. But if you ask yourself, why am I fit and trim wearing a size six, then your brain starts to say, oh, well, you started eating better. You know, you eat better. You exercise regularly. 
you you know you exercise you move more than you eat you know and your brain just starts to your brain starts to answer that question and maybe even find solutions that you didn't think about i mean everybody knows that you know if you want to lose weight you eat less and you exercise more well that's not actually true science has proven that that's not true asking yourself the question rather than stating it uh, will get your brain to move you to find the answer practice number three Practice number three is constantly say thank you. So we tend to think about gratitude only when we receive big blessings, big things. But if we really want to cultivate gratefulness in our lives, we must get in the habit of saying thank you constantly. You go through the toll booth. You say thank you to the toll booth person. When you leave a store, you say thank you to the person in the store. You just keep saying thank you. Even if you're grouchy as hell and you don't want to talk to anybody, if somebody does something, even even if it's their job, thank them for doing the job. It really does make a huge difference. So if you find a quarter, if someone holds the door for you, if you see a beautiful sunrise, if you enjoy a good meal, if someone gives you a hug, if you're just having a good day, just say, thank you. Say, thank you. Anytime you receive something good, no matter how small, make a concerted effort to say thank you to someone. This will help you be constantly grateful. Saying thank you, saying thank you, even if you're not feeling it, will put you into the vibe of feeling grateful. Practice number four, always find reasons to be grateful. Be on the lookout. So even in the most challenging situations and the most challenging times like now, you can almost always find something to be grateful for. I mean, right now, right now, if we're not grateful for our health right now, then we really need to rethink our, our uh, sense of well-being, right? We should be totally grateful for right now. This doesn't mean that, uh, that you paper over a situation and act like it isn't hard. Remember, I'm not into lying. Um, but it means that you look for the good in every situation. I'm living with metastatic breast cancer. The good in that is that I have 100% complete control over my health. If I want something, all I have to do is ask my doctor. Most people cannot go into a doctor's office and ask for something and have it done. Most doctors won't do that. But because I'm a cancer patient, if I want something done, I can get it done. And I wish that everybody had that power over their, their healthcare. That to me is the good thing that came from being a metastatic breast cancer patient, right? Is that I have complete control over my health. I don't have complete control over all of it. You know, I can't predict what the, my body's gonna do, but I can predict what I, can control, right? I can control what I can control because I have, I have the power to ask for what I need. So whenever you're confronted with a challenge, ask yourself a couple of questions. So what valuable lesson can I learn from the situation? What good thing can come out of this challenge? So what can I learn? What good can come from this? How can this difficulty actually make me a better person? And in five years, how will I look back on this situation? Because five years from in five years in the future, this could be such a trivial thing that happened um, that you'll laugh about it, right? Is this something five years from now you're going to laugh about, or is this something five years from now that you might not even remember, right? If you get a car accident today, are you seriously going to remember like a fender bender? Sorry, if you get a fender bender today, are you actually going to remember? The fender bender, or are you going to be driving a brand new car because you got a new car? There can, there is always something good that comes out of every situation, even when we don't feel it. Once you've identified something good, be thankful for it. Be thankful for that new car you're going to get after the fender bender, right? Give thanks that, that it's making you feel better, stronger, and more compassionate and more thoughtful, more resilient, and be grateful that it's stretching you to be your best 
possible self. While being grateful doesn't necessarily make a bad situation good, it does help you come through the situation a stronger person. Gratefulness ensures that your best self always emerges from every situation. If you find something in there to be grateful for, your best self will emerge, even in your darkest times. So when you find yourself backed up against the wall, concentrate on finding the good in that situation. And this may take some effort, but it's worth it. Practice number five, develop an abundance mindset. I know that this is a tough one, but when this, when I switch that switch on in my head where I, and it's, but abundance isn't about money. Abundance is about a lot of things. But when I switch that switch on in my head that said, I always have enough money, I never worried about money again. So if you can, and it's not easy, but there is a switch that you can switch. So abundance mindset believes, an abundance mindset believes that when we live in an abundant universe and that there is more than enough for everyone. Uh, so and a scarcity mindset believes that there's not enough to go around, right? So there's enough for everybody. There's not enough to go around. My grandfather, I think it was my grandfather or my great grandfather owned silver mines. And I heard recently that one of those silver mines was recently bought and is producing silver again. I might be wrong with this story, Rita. The silver was thought to be used up and dry, but the earth keeps producing and you just have to dig a little harder. There was, there's still silver coming out of that mine. So if you live with a scarcity mindset, the mine's dried up, there's no more silver in the mind. You know, you, you might you hoard resources. If you've got a cabinet full of stuff that you'll never use, then you probably have a scarcity mindset. And while those who live with, a, and if you, a, people with abundant mindsets, they are gratefully giving and receiving, and they know that there's enough for everybody. The mind keeps producing silver. You just have to look a little harder. The more you develop this abundance mindset, the more you'll be able to cultivate gratitude. You don't have to worry about having enough. You never have to fear of running out. You simply receive all that the universe wants to give you, and you're grateful for it. That's an abundance mindset. Don't ever worry that there's always enough. There is always enough toilet paper. And if there isn't enough toilet paper, buy a bidet. They're only like 60 bucks, all right? (laughs) There's always enough toilet paper. There's always enough peanut butter. There's always enough bread. You don't have to hoard it. On the other hand, it's hard to be grateful when you live in fear that you'll run out. It's difficult to maintain a receptive, grateful mindset when you're worried that resources will soon be scarce. If you wanna grow in gratefulness, work to develop a mindset of abundance. Practice number six, live in the moment. This is a real Buddhist kind of thing, right? So living in the moment means being aware of each moment every day and expressing gratefulness for everything that comes your way, living in the moment present moment. Many years ago, when I did yoga on a regular basis, we did, uh, I can't remember the name of the practice, but it's a meditation practice. Breathing in, breathing in, I heal my body. Breathing out, I smile. Living in this present moment, I know this is a wonderful moment. So it's a breath in, breath out, breath, breath in, breath out. I oftentimes when I'm driving my car and I'm feeling a little stressed, I'll recite that in my head with some breathing just to calm down. Cause you know, sometimes driving can be stressful. So living in this present moment, I know this is a beautiful moment. I think it's called the present moment meditation. I'm not sure. So Eckhart Tolle, gratitude for the present moment and the fullness of life now is the true prosperity. So if you're grateful now, you are prosperous, right? If you're grateful for what you have, you are prosperous. 
So remember that in each moment, everything is exactly as it should be. Express gratitude during each moment, for example, as you sit in traffic, express gratitude that you have time to sit and think. As you go throughout your workday, express gratefulness that you have a job. Before you eat dinner, give thanks for the meal you're about to enjoy. And before you go to sleep, go give thanks for your bed and the refreshing sleep you're about to experience. Um, I am grateful for traffic because it's one of my favorite memories of my dad. So my dad and I are driving to, we're driving, we live in Monterey, California. And my uncle Steve lives in um, um, Santa, I can't remember where he lived. He lived, he lived up north in the Bay Area. We were driving to his house. It was just my dad and I in the car and we were driving to San Jose and the traffic was so bad. The traffic was so bad that we were at a complete stop. I mean, we literally, he literally could turn off his engine. That's how bad the, the traffic was. And in the car next to us, so it's my dad who is blonde, blue eyed and me in the passenger seat. And then in the car next to us was a, a white man and an Asian and a young Asian man about my age. I was, I was probably 18 or 19 when this happened. And I looked over and I said, that must be a father and son. And my dad says, I doubt it. And I said, dad, when people look at us, do they think I'm your daughter? <laughs> so it's one of my favorite memories of my dad, because it, it really, um, it, my, my, my dad's great, but he's a little clueless. So it's just, I just, it always gives me a chuckle to think about that story with my dad. So I'm grateful for traffic. Every time I'm stuck in traffic, I think about my dad and that's, and that silly laugh that I had about at his expense. I think we had the laugh together. Live in the moment and savor it. Don't think about what you would rather be doing or where you'd rather be. Fill the moment with gratitude, live in the moment and savor it. That laughter from that time in that car with my dad when I was 18 years old and I'm now 52, 51, will be with me forever. Live in the moment and appreciate it. Practice number seven, regularly write thank you notes. This is one that's near and dear to my heart. In addition to constantly saying thank you for everything you receive, get in the habit of writing thank you notes. Writing these notes gives you the time and space to actively think about why you're grateful for a person. So you can write notes to people who have inspired you. I sent a couple of letters to Jack Canfield and he's written me back because um, Jack Canfield was like my hero. Um, write notes to people who have taught you something. I found uh, my favorite high school teacher and I are Facebook friends and I got his mailing address and every once in a while I'll send him a card. Uh, and he always appreciates it. Friends who have helped you through tough times. You know, I have my list of people who got me through Bertha. Rashid's one of them. I have my list of people who got me through Bertha and they are always on my heart. And every once in a while, they get a card from me. And close friends who you simply love. So if you have trouble uh, with what to write in these cards, I do have a resource for you. And that will be at the end of the meeting. That's my guide to writing an effective thank you note. Uh, so remember saying thank you to others can make them right, want to spend more time around you. Remember, you want to spend time with people that you feel good to be around and those people are usually grateful people. You don't want to be around fuddy-duddies. So you want to develop deeper relationships and cultivate the habit of gratitude. Regularly, regularly send out thank you notes. I sent a thank you note. No, it was a birthday card. I sent a birthday card to a woman named Rashima Holmes. And the next time I saw her, I barely knew her, but I sent her a birthday card. The next time I saw her, she ran across the room grabbed me by the neck, gave me a huge bear hug and told me that I was the only person who sent her a birthday card that year. And she and I became really good friends. And here's the thing about Rashima. She passed away like two years later and I went to her funeral and there were at least 300 people there. 
she was the kind of person who you were grateful to be around because she expressed gratitude. She expressed gratitude for that card hugely. And she, she did that with everyone. She made everyone feel appreciated. Um, and that made people want to be around her. And I, if I'm 300 is probably a low estimate. It was the most fun funeral I've ever been to celebrating her life. She was an amazing woman. All right, Gilbert C. Chesterson, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. Isn't that a good quote? I love those old guys. All right, here's the bonus practice. So this is Andrew Huberman and it's story-based. So, you know, I've told you guys, I've talked before about how important storytelling is, that people relate to stories better than they relate to facts. And that's why I always incorporate stories into my lunch and learns. And this is a Toastmasters thing. Rashid will appreciate that. So Andrew Huberman's best gratitude practice, the one that he feels is best, is that you recall a time when you felt grateful for some, when you felt gratitude or someone else felt gratitude. And it's a story that really connects with you. And then you bullet point how that story makes you feel. So you write a few bullet points about how that story makes you feel. And then three times a week, you spend one to five minutes remembering those bullet points about how, how that time in your life made you feel grateful or how that other person felt grateful. And there will be a link to that hour and a half long lunch and learn, an hour and a half long podcast in the, um, at the end. I'll give you a link to that. That part comes about an hour into it. Um, it's at the beginning and then it's about an hour into it, but it's neuroscience. So they did a study and I'm sorry if I get the facts wrong, but I believe they did this study on women and they found that the women who practiced this, this form of recalling a story had the best results in terms of uh, the neural, whatever that happens in your brain that makes them happier and um more optimistic and all that good stuff, all that good stuff that your brain does that we don't, you know, they, neuroscientists know it. To me, it's just, you know, sparks that go off in your brain. Anyway, so that's the, the bonus practice. It's Andrew Huberman and it's pretty interesting. The, uh, the reason why I take a little bit of, um, well, the, he says that writing down in a gratitude journal isn't a good practice. I disagree because it's a practice. The storytelling has the best results, but I, I would argue that journaling will have good results too, because the more you appreciate what you have, the more you have to appreciate. And that doesn't matter if you're writing it down in a gratitude journal, if you're doing it while you're looking around your house, or if you're recalling a story in your head and remembering why it makes you, that story makes you feel good. Um, all those things increase the amount of gratefulness that you feel, which brings you more to feel grateful for. So when you're grateful, it's like you're a superhero, right? So you live, you have better health. You live in a state of constant optimism. You attract good things in your life. You experience greater happiness. Your relationships improve. Your personality strengthens. You're more spiritual and so much more. It's your superpower. Gratefulness is a superpower. But in order for you to truly tap into its enormous power, you need to actually begin living a life of gratefulness to go through your daily life, giving thanks for all the good things you've received and will receive. And hopefully those eight practices that I shared with you will help you on your way to that. Cultivating gratefulness does take practice. Everything takes practice. That's studied by, um, oh, he's one of my favorite writers. And right now I can, I can see his, fa 
face, but I can't remember his name, but uh, he writes up when I remember, I'll let you guys know. Um, but he, he talks about the study where it takes 10,000 hours to practice a habit, to, to, to develop a habit. So, you know, just say thankful 10,000 times, just say, I'm just say, thank you 10,000 times. Seriously, just start saying, keep track of it. Not seriously. I'm kidding. <laughs> Cultivating gratefulness, it does it, it's incredibly valuable work. It's the kind of work that will change your life in ways you could simply never imagine. So don't wait any longer. Your grateful joy, your grateful, joyful, powerful, abundant life is waiting for you. You want to know how to claim your gratitude journal? You go to momgeek.com forward slash gratitude hyphen journal. Fill it out. Give me your mailing address and a gratitude journal will come in the mail. Don't worry, there'll be a link at the, a one, there'll be a one-click link at the end. Hold on. Um, so I do have a 30-day gratitude challenge Facebook group. It's automated. Every day there's a new prompt and it gives you a prompt um, that you can either journal or send a card to. So um, either, either the prompt will work either way. You can either use it for your gratitude journal or you can use it to send a thank you card to someone. But you can, you just join it, do 30 days, do five days, do 10 days. There are, but there is a new prompt every day that gets added to this Facebook group. And all you have to do is Google or go into Facebook and look for a 30 day gratitude challenge and you'll find it because we're friends. Again, there'll be a link, a quick link. All right. So here's what's in the toolbox today. The science of gratitude podcast, send out cards, which you can use to send your thank you cards, a, a link to the article on how to write a thank you card a link to download your gratitude journal and a link to join the 30 day gratitude challenge. Let me show you what that looks like. So when you go to momgeek.com forward slash toolbox, you'll, you'll put in your information and it'll take you to this page and you can find the tool by using the drop down over here. So if you want to find the, um, the science of gratitude article or the science of gratitude video, you just go here and then click on get that tool and it'll take you to that. If you wanna read the thank you card article, you just go through and, or you can scroll through this way, or you can go by category. So um, if you're looking for tips on blogging, health and wellness, if you, want, if you want need some music for your podcast, all that stuff is here. Anytime I ever mention a tool, it's in this toolbox. And there are a lot of tools, here it is, how to write a thank you card. Um, so just go through the toolbox and it'll take you to all the tools I ever mentioned. I have Ellen? a question. Yeah. Up there you have momgeek.com forward slash tools. Is it tools or toolbox? It's tools. Toolbox takes you to Thursday trainings. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So tomorrow, every Thursday at 11, we do marketing toolbox training, except for if it's Christmas or um, Thanksgiving. We don't do it on Christmas or Thanksgiving. But if it's not Christmas day, We'll do toolbox training. Um, and that's 45 minutes every Thursday at 11. And we cover things like Canva, send out cards, WordPress, any, anything, how to podcast. We cover anything that you guys want to talk about that I, that I can know how to teach. You just show up and ask me questions or sometimes I have an agenda. Not always though. Usually, I, usually I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. So that's every Thursday at 11. The next Lunch and Learn is... January 5th, it's featuring Brian Hilliard. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled about this. Brian Hilliard is the co-author of Networking Like a Pro and he's doing how to get out of your own way and unlock the mindset of success. 
It's going to be really, really good. And then February 2nd, we're going to have Organizing with Trello featuring Carol Clegg and March 2nd, Finding Your Micro Influencer Magic Purpose. So those are the three upcoming lunch and learns, and you can tell your friends about them and send them to momgeek.com forward slash lunch. Uh, if you want the replay, it's at marketing-club, coffee-club.mn.co. Um, again, that link is in the momgeek.com forward slash tools. I do have a paid uh, group coaching program. It's called Micro Influencer Magic. It's $99 a month. Uh, I do a lot of stuff for free. So you notice that um, I got my free lunch and learns every Thursday is free. If you want the replays, they're in the coffee club. So it's free to join the coffee club to grab those replays. And if you want some live group coaching, um, it's $99 a month. It's the second and fourth Wednesday of the month. We do um, marketing masterminding, and then we do marketing lab where you bring your projects and we work on them together. So that's my paid coaching program. And then if you want to connect with me, that is my virtual business card and all my contact information. All right. Well, I hope that you've got some practices that you can start implementing in your daily in your daily life so that you can cultivate more good things to come your way. Bye.